Welcome to another NY Just Fans podcast with host David Sharman and Chris as we get into another week of football. Sorry for the delay. Um, make sure y'all follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, Instagram, NY Just Fans Podcast as we get into another week. Um, Jets, Dolphins, uh, crappy loss. Um, what, what, uh, what, what, what negative things have happened for for? Dolphins to get their first win. <laughs> uh, man, um, I, I sound like a broken record, but um, but uh, no execution. Uh, nobody knows what their what their job's supposed to be, where they're supposed to be. Uh, nobody knows what the adjustment's supposed to be when uh, the quarterback is under pressure. Quarterback, uh, wide receivers are running wrong routes. Adam Gase and his play calling is suspect at best. Uh, um, it, it feels like to me that a lot of his play calling doesn't account for the fact that uh, that teams are basically calling his calling the Jets bluff and blitzing Sam Donald, and we're not and the Jets have not made them pay. So everybody's doing it, week in and week out. Teams keep doing the same thing, and the Jets have no answer for it. Uh, the fact that you're not adjusting your play calling for the fact that teams are trying to key in on something that you seem to be weak on is a big, you know, is a big blemish on, on Adam Gates. And I think in, in that case, I think, I think he, uh, the fans are right to kill him for it. Uh, also, I think that he, the fans are also right in killing Adam Gates for the fact that he's brought the blight of uh, penalties uh, over to the Jets. Uh, he, in between 2016 and 2018, when he was in Miami, the Mi- Miami Dolphins led the league in penalties and penalty yards. And you brought that same thing over here. I mean, I know we hadn't been that good at it anyway, but um, I think it's a, a, a blemish on him as a head coach that his team is not not only to me in my opinion when you when you're penalized for for things playing football especially the way for holding or jumping off sides or stuff like that especially in the most critical of situations it's either you're not really confident in what you're doing that means you haven't bought bought in to the offense enough to to be so sure in what you're doing or you're not taught properly enough which goes back again to the coaching um that that you just you're not you're not solid into knowing the count. The count is we go on three, not on two. And hmm. you're like up on on your heels at count two. And when you know you're supposed to be in three, and you know, and just listening to Donald's cadence instead of going to the fact that your head in your head you say oh three 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 three. That's where we go in three. Not the first hut. Not the second hut. The third one. You know, and and things like that, and holding penalties, and playing flat-footed as a corner, and instead of being on your toes, or foot firing, or getting your feet into position underneath you, so players uh, you don't get yourself in a flat-footed situation, and you're holding on to wide receiver when he tries to blow past you. I mean, I mean, we we we're, we're beating a dead horse here. Uh, it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I totally understand the fans for being mad at Gase and not, and wanting him out. 
the one thing I will say is, um, as much as all these things are an indictment on Adam Gase, once you gave him the shot at to be the coach, you can't just evaluate him on eight games. You have to let it play out. Now, if it continues getting worse throughout the season, then you make a whatever decision you're going to make at the end of the season. Right now is not the time to go ahead and change your head coach. You know, bad organizations make decisions like that. You know, we we have the issues, yes, like I like I just stated, but these things are things that are not they're not things that you can't fix. You know, that's the sad thing about it. It's not it's not like, oh, you know, like we're missing our middle linebacker. That is a problem that's almost unfixable in the middle of a season. If you're jumping off sides on third and third and six, making it third and fifteen, that's something that could be fixed. So um so if it doesn't fix itself and at the end of the season you have deemed it not good for the team for Gates to continue as a coach, then fine. But I don't think this is the right time to uh, go ahead and transition to a new coaching, to new coaching. No, they're definitely not going to fire him now. I don't even think they're going to fire him at the end of the season either. Um, it's kind of hard. I mean, I'm not saying, trust me, I'm not the guy to, to say Gates did a great job at all this year so far. Obviously, he's not making – the adjustments, at least from our from our standpoint, it just seems like mm-hmm. he's stuck in his ways. But I don't think you're going to – you can't fire a guy, like you say, midway through the season, number one. And number two, look at all the injuries this guy's had. You know what I mean? Ooh. He's had – right. I mean, no team has, has gone through the injuries. Uh, Rich Semini posted up, right, I think um, in his article that uh, Davin posted earlier on the Facebook page. Uh, right now, there's $63 million. I, uh, let me say it this way. There's 11 players on IR right now. Three, yep. of, them, three of them are starters. That's, yep. And they account for $63 million, which is 34% of the cap that are not playing right now for the team. So that just shows you how many did he Did he count in Osimile, which is not a, who's not on the team anymore? Yes. Yep. He counted him I mean, too. That's and, crazy. Not, right. And you, it's just so, crazy. Right. So to me, you can't fire a guy because of with all these injuries. Yeah. You know, if, if he was doing this bad and the team was healthy and, you know, and all their like CJ Mosey was playing every game and Darnold played every game. That's another thing. Our starting quarterback was out, you know, almost half the half the games. Yeah. So, you know, I, so that's why I think this year the, the owners are going to look at it and, and Douglas is going to look at it like, all right, you know what? It was a, we could throw this year away with all the injuries and, um, you know, and Douglas and Gaze could also work together on the roster after the yes. season, you know. Which, listen, which they haven't had a chance to do, really. Right. This was probably one of – this was definitely one of their worst losses they've ever had as a, yes. as a team in their franchise history. But you know what? We've seen this coming, right, with mm-hmm. all these injuries. We've definitely seen it. Before the season started, we said that they, were, they weren't the deepest team in any, in any position let alone the important positions. We did so, say that. And we said, if any injuries happen, we're going to be in trouble. And that's exactly what's happened. But the reason why that's a problem is we have to go back a few years. You know, <laughs> we could go even further back, but even when Mac started, you know, taking over between his free agent signings and the drafts that he's had have been horrible. And it shows now because we have no depth whatsoever. Anywhere. You know, anywhere. Exactly. And we're going through players like, 
like it's nothing. So I hate the, you know, you know, people like, oh, we should go pick up a cornerback or we should pick a lineman up. And what do you think is out there that's available? You know, no one's going to trade you a starting lineman or a starting linebacker or a starting corner in the middle of a season, number one. And number two, whoever's available are really, you know, are practice squad guys or, you know, veterans that are done or whatever. So there's not much out there, guys, to pick up. So this problem is, is three or four years back. You know, it's not just this year. It's four years back about how bad, you know, this team is. And we're, I mean, I'm hoping, and I think we all, we're all hoping that Joe Douglas is going to turn this situation around with better drafting and better free agent signings because Mac put us in this hole. I mean, this deep hole. We could go back to Idzik, but Idzik really didn't. He just cleared up the cap space. So he did a good job in that. He just didn't really do much after that. So I don't want to blame him, but it's more Mac than anybody who's the problem here. And it's showing. And it's, you know, unfortunately, we're in, once again, we're in a rebuild. And it's like every year, well, I'm tired of saying it, but we're in a rebuild. And hopefully Sam Donald's the guy. We can build around him. And Joe Douglas could start, you know, rebuilding his team. But that's... It's, I, 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 I wanted to I wanted to also add the fact that again, like I like plain devil's devil's advocate here, uh with the whole Adam Gage thing. Yes, it's true. Like you said, he's basically handicapped because uh to execute the offense that he uh kind of you know tailored to his players, and if the players that are supposed to execute the offense that he tailored to them are all injured, how is it how is it gonna work? You know, I think I think I think one thing we're not talking about a lot is the is the Quincy Nuno injury. I think I think the way Gates calls his his offense played into Anunua play was gonna be a big part of it. You know, he loves uh the those uh swing routes and underneath stuff and, and you know and intermediate stuff a lot, which 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 allows him to throw the ball deep you know, where he's kind of sucking in the safeties underneath and the linebackers and taking advantage of those one-on-one matchups. And Anun- Anunwa would have played a lot, a big part in it. And him not being there, uh, you know, forced him to kind of change the offense again. But again, when you, whenever you're doing these on-the-fly changes, it's not going to be as perfect as something that you practically sat down and tailored over six weeks or six months. You understand me? If you're changing something on the fly in a couple of weeks, there's no way it's gonna work as well as something you'd been sat you had sat down and changed. You know, yes, you know, you making you make you you kind of uh, built in changes because of injury and stuff like that. But it's hard, man, to um, fix this stuff. You know, um, again, like I said, I think I think Gase needs to be held accountable for the fact that the team has seemed undisciplined. Or, uh, or can't execute their what they're supposed to. Or they just it seems like they just don't know what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. Um, that is very true. But um, like like uh, Chris just said, you also have to talk about the fact that he just doesn't have the players to execute the offense that he wants. But it's but he, but again on the other side of the coin, like because I like to talk about both sides. Um, he seems very predictable as an as an offensive play caller. Uh, there was one play last week at the red zone where Donald threw the interception. Um, he kind of sprint Dar- Donald out to the left, 
and it looked like both wide receivers were to the left. And the you have a restricted area, basically. It's a very small area. Everybody is – if you sprint the quarterback out to the left, every player, every defender is going to sprint out that way, constricting the field even, even smaller, you know. And that's just a bad play call in my mind. And it looked like not only he sent he, – he did not uh, – the receiving uh, options for Donald were, were nothing because Anderson and, I think, Montgomery went both tried to pick the corners instead of try to leak out into the into the um, end zone to catch. So that eliminated them as as receivers. And the only person that was in front of him was the, I think it was the tight end or the running back who would went with him. And even the running back was covered because it seems like Miami saw that coming from a mile away. So he was lost at the moment the ball was snapped. And he tried to throw it away, but the guy pressured him and, the, and hit him, I think. And the ball went, um, instead of throwing it away, it went straight into the hands of a, a Miami Dolphin player. And everybody's on Sam Donald about it. Yes, you know, he should have seen from jump that the play call wasn't going to work. But it was a bad play call. You know, it was a bad play call. And you could probably name another 20 of them that I've seen over the season where it just doesn't seem like he's given Donald enough options, you know, taking into consideration the fact that he doesn't have the, the players and he doesn't have the time to throw the ball, give him quicker, quicker throws, give him, you know, you know, especially the run game, change up the run game. Yes. The inside zone is not working. We're doing inside zone, inside zone, inside zone. And it doesn't seem like this offensive line, could block inside zone. Let's run outside zone. You know, let's do something else. Let, you know, let's run gap scheme or something. Change it up. You know? That's where I, I, I don't I don't give Gase I, I'm not giving Gase a pass whatsoever on this year. I'm I'm still saying he he's done a horrible job at coaching his team, but you know, like he's just done a horrible job at making adjustments. It seems like it's the same thing every week. And you're like, and I see that like as the Giants and people are complaining that Shermer. Sure. And I thought the Giants at least did different things on offense last week watching against the Dallas. I thought, wow, you know what? At least they did a reverse. They did this. They did that. I'm like, there's more, there's more life on that team than there were with the, with the Jets, you know? And I don't know. And, and, you're, and you're talking about a rookie quarterback there who's only, what, his fifth or sixth start, maybe? Seventh start now? Yeah. And he's it's, fumbled the ball a, a, a yeah, ridiculous the, amount of times. And, right. And there's a lot of things that's going wrong with the Giants, yeah, too. Yeah, no, yeah, I that's, mean, that's a whole other issue. You know, but. They, yeah, I, you, you're, you're right that, that if but you they don't look of, half as bad as us. Right, on <laughs> that's offense. That's what I'm trying to say, right. Yeah, because on offense, I think the Jets, if they continue the way they're going, they're going to be the least scoring and least yards having offense in the history of the league. Right. Well, that, since, is, that, since, that is ridiculous. Since like 2002, since when the Texans... Uh, was it the Texans? Yeah, right, yeah, right. Since but the Texans and that were was, an expansion team, though. Right, that they, season, they, right, <laughs> the first season. And that's pretty sad, so... Yeah, they, uh, you know... But um, this, that, this week's will be interesting to see what happens because we're going to see what team shows up. Very true. This is New York versus New York, and if, you, if a team's going to show up, it's going to be this week. And we'll see which one shows up. Which one shows up. Yep. Mm -hmm.
Um, I think I think just uh, from Adam Schefter reported that Christopher uh, Chris Johnson is going to remain with uh, Adam Gaze after this season. So Gaze basically is keeping his job. Um, I know fans are disappointed, but at the same time, um, I think it's the right move to make. Um, if all players was playing and you and you saw like a really horrible, crappy team, then go for it. But you can't just keep on switching coach after coach after coach after every goddamn season because it don't make no freaking sense at all, especially with with Gay's got so much going on. Um, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it or say nothing because it was a terrible loss. Donald didn't didn't. He had a okay, okay performance, like first drive again, great drive. Um, I don't know what the hell happened after that. <laughs> Defensive, we we clearly need a pass rusher because none of them never Ugh. got to the quarterback. Uh, and, and basically, they made the Dolphins. Uh, Fitzpatrick just look good, so I'm not I'm not gonna say too much, but they made Fitzpatrick look good. Um, cornerbacks was terrible. And and that's and that and that was it. It was just plain and simple. You, you could tell this whole team needs to be uh, freaking dug up from underneath, and it's going to take a lot to really get this team back to to back to the winning ways. Yeah, it's, yep. it's pretty sad. To to that's why I said I think this was one of their worst losses ever in their franchise to lose to a team, not just to the worst team in the in the in the league, but a team that is built to lose. This, you know, I mean, you talk about tanking and all that. This team is built to lose every game, the Dolphins. They're not going out to lose, but they're built to lose every single game. And you know and what? You know what, though? I will, I will tell you, I, I, will, I will kind of fight back on that because I understand the way that they've taken it. They've kind of basically ripped the team apart. The one thing you did not see on that field is a bunch of guys that – that believe that they're quitters or they don't, they're not there to win. Right. It yeah. seemed like everybody, even guys that were off the street, were coached to play the best of the ability. They were, they, I didn't see guys sleeping or falling asleep or missing that. Well, I mean, yeah, there were missed assignments and stuff. But, um, but you know, even the guys that were, um, you know, even the guys that were kind of, uh, you know, uh, street guys, guys that you normally don't see on an NFL field unless they're playing special teams, they were giving it everything. So I'm, you know. Yeah, no, that, I, I'm right. But from a, from a team building, you know, they, like you said, they ripped that team apart, but they're, they're in that tear down, rebuild mode, you know, let's tank for this year. Let's, you know, so they're built to lose. Not that the players want to lose, but. They're built to that team was built to lose, you know, to get the top pick in the draft, and and we lost to that team, and that's that. It's embarrassing. embarrassing. It is embarrassing, and we're a team. Not that we were going to the playoffs this year, but you know, seven, eight wins, maybe nine if things fell right. You know, maybe we could be in the play, playoff punt at least in December. You know, that was our team, and we're not going to get that. We're going to win one, two, three games, maybe. I mean, you're that's, lucky. Right, if we're lucky, exactly the way it looks now, and it looks like the team is—I hate to say—given up on Gase. I, I don't know. I, they, 
they possibly could have. You know, think, I don't think the players gave gave up. I think the players. I think certain players came certain here players to think that certain players have came to for the money. <laughs> like, like let's be like let's Come be honest yes that's what i'm saying <clears throat> like like you don't have passion uh, that was a like, very unique sneeze <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i'm just saying like you got Le'Veon bell that's 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 happy and you know things might not go his way but he's happy to be a jack robbie anderson yeah uh adams is confused but we'll get to that subject in a second um <laughs> you have you have guys that's here for the you for the money and then you have guys that's really want to play to win and i feel like you know sometimes you know you have a nice season and and the jets could be a minefield <laughs> they, they they almost did it with kirk cousins and and kirk cousins i'm i'm sorry but Kurt would have came here and he could not, he would not be able to change oh, his team by himself. What a mess that would have been. been a mess. Here. Exactly. Oh, All that imagine? guaranteed money, $90 oh. million. And we'd still have one more year left of him, too, right now. Exactly. I mean, at least right I mean, now, I'm saying. At least I right mean, now, we yes. have a second year quarterback. So. I mean, it's, 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 it's very true that this situation would not play well with a quarterback like uh, Kirk Cousins playing here, but uh, we can't kill. Kirk Cousins this year because he, he's no, smelling he's like a rose. He's playing smelling like a rose over in Minnesota. Yeah, he's playing pretty <laughs> good. Yeah, but when you lose to a back of quarterback Matt Moore, uh, this uh, thing still happens. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna leave that yeah. alone. Yeah, trust me, I'm not trying to defend Kirk Cousins. Trust me when I tell you. He's gotta be in defend him. He's gotta be in a great situation for him to to do well. Yeah, exactly. I agree very, very much so. And he's having a good year. He's definitely having a good yeah, year. he's having a good year. But yeah. he's also on a really good team. I mean, he's got Dalvin Cook running behind him. You One know, he's better. got – Right. Stephon remember Diggs, when we were, Do you remember when we were doing breaking down the, the drafts and we said that the fact that they really went out, out of their way to address their offensive line, that would help them? Look, mm-hmm. at, look what's happening. That offensive oh, yeah. line is really playing well now. So, uh, so yeah. yeah. If their I mean, defense like plays said, well, that's a team to watch out for in Minnesota. Without a doubt. Very true. That's, they got a really it, good team. This this weekend's game is going to say a lot about them. They're playing the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. In Dallas, I think, right? Sunday night? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, so let's – uh, let's let's do a quick preview. I don't even want to go go through all that all the all the hassle. Um, what what <laughs> what would it take the Giants to? I, I meant not the Giants. Sorry, the Jets to beat the the Giants if if that's possible. That is very possible. Yes. This, listen, uh, uh, um, the Giants are giving up big plays to every have given up big plays to almost every offense they've played against, and there's an issue. There's there's a reason for that. They they're one of the youngest teams in the league. They've given they've had more snaps by young players than any team in the NFL. That that shows in the fact that for small stretches they've played pretty good or okay on defense, and then for larger stretches where they've played like crap and people are missing assignments. And like Chris said before we started recording, uh, some of our uh, some of the senior players on defense. Acting like they're not they're not there to tackle, and playing kind of Swiss cheese defense. Uh, um, but but there's there's they, that that defense could be had. We have players on our team that that could uh, uh, burn the crap out of the Giants defense because they've shown 
an ability to just allow players to run past them uh, and, and not knowing where they're supposed to be on time. And, and they don't have a pass rush. And don't, and don't tell me all of a sudden because with Leonard Williams is a giant, you mm-hmm. all of a sudden change your, your, your belief that, yes, in Jets uniforms, he's, he's an average to a slightly above average uh, defensive tackle to some kind of guy that's going to have three sacks against us just because that's our luck. Um, crap. I call crap on that. Uh, um, he is what he is. Um, I, I, um, I, I don't, I, I have not seen just watch it, especially being in a system where he, the system is basically kind of the same thing Bowles did because the defensive coordinator over there is kind of, uh, from the Bowles, uh, tree, you know, cut from the Bowles cloth, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, so he's, he, that's why he was able to play. And he had one pressure and one half a sack or something. Did he have a sack? No, he had a quarterback hit. Sorry about that. Right, yeah, you know, he didn't um, have a sack. Yeah, he didn't have a sack, you know. I don't think um, he has a sack yet. Yeah, exactly. And and and, and stop with that, you know. The, the Giants, and then on offense, like I said earlier, um, the, the, the young QB is fumbling the ball at a rate, you know, a ridiculous rate, you know, and throwing interceptions. Because when teams, when teams, uh, try to, you know, uh, play zone against him. He can't see the field and he's misreading certain situations and throwing the ball to the opponent. So the Jets could, the Jets could do it. But we, again, we have issues that are almost unfixable. You know, we don't have any linebackers. Most of our linebackers are basically special teams guys. A backup linebackers playing, playing situate, putting them in situations We're up to our fifth, where... Our fifth middle linebacker now, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know, teams teams know this stuff and they come in, you know, especially when you're talking about understanding run fits and stuff like that, where you know teams are coming in basically putting pressure on linebackers to choose a hole and understand what they're seeing, you know, and shoot your gun right when you're supposed to as a linebacker. But if that's not your game, you know, you won't be able to do it. And I don't and and the Jets don't have anybody on 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 as a linebacker that I, that, I am, that I like. And the Giants have one of the better running backs in the league, probably the best running back in the league, you know. So that's a, that's a, a, a situation where I say that's a recipe for disaster. So, <laughs> so you could look at it both ways. This is not a game where you could come out and say, for definitely the Giants could just trample the, 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 the Jets or that the Jets will trample the Giants because they both have glaring holes everywhere. No, exactly. I mean, we do too. And that, that's, but that's the bad part because now if we go into this game, exactly what you're saying against this team and we lose again to a team that should be with, you know, you should be beating just like last week against Miami and you lose again to this team. How bad is that going to look? There's you know? no, there's no, but, <laughs> but my opinion in this is that there's no looking bad or not looking bad. At this point, it is what it is, you know, trying to get what the things about this team that should get better, like I said, is execution. The, the, the bringing, bringing down the amount of penalties, you know, more disciplined football. But other than that, the performances on the field by people like Sam Donald and people like, um, you know, uh, Le'Veon Bell and stuff like that, being, being able to play better and stuff like that. Yes, those are things that could be better, you know, but 
the glaring holes at at corner and linebacker are not going anywhere. We're not gonna get better anytime any anytime soon. Right. You know, we're not gonna get any better anytime soon on the offensive line. You know, so so it's like going into a game and saying, Oh, we're gonna be the team, we're supposed to be the team is it's not really something a statement I'm I'm prepared to make, you know, because there's too much of a big hole in the middle of those of uh, of the Jets. It's just too many missing, too much missing talent at places that are too important. Um, I, the only thing I'm gonna say, plain and simple, is if you score on the first drive like y'all did the past two weeks, uh, <laughs> find better better game planning on um on trying to score more points and executing as a team. It's terrible to score seven points is good, but then if it's not working, you need to stick with you need to go with something else. Try to get the to try to get the points. Um that's all that's all I'ma say. Um but but I'ma start off with this prediction. I got the Giants winning twenty seven to ten. I don't believe no, I do not believe in the defense and and <clears throat> and it's no disrespect to Donald, but as long as the offensive lineman is horrible <clears throat> Uh, Donald is going to get, uh, yeah, Donald either is going to get crushed or he's going to have to make one of those gambling uh, throws and it's going to be, it's not going to look good. Barkley will have a good, good game. So, yeah, I'm going with 27 to 10. Giants. Yeah, I'll I'll go, um, for me, um, I'll go just because of what you said about the Saquon Barkley thing and the fact that we don't have linebackers. I will go with the Giants myself. But I will go with a closer game. I'll go with like a 17-10 game, uh, Giants. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say the Giants. I, I've been saying it all week. The Giants are gonna win too. Um, Barkley hasn't looked great though. They said his ankle's not 100% still because um, he has that high ankle sprain. Yes. Um, but uh, he, he, I think he ran off a 60-yard run anyway last week. But. Exactly. I'll, yeah, I'll find, still he give... still finds ways of making one big play in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm gonna go. I'll say 24-20 against. I think we're gonna score something this because I think the team and the players are gonna show up because it's a you know New York versus New York game. You know, there's bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. There's there is there is <laughs> some kind of bragging rights involved here. So that's oh, why. Yeah. I'll, I think this, both teams this is show up. If any, and, if show and I up, wish, no. I wish, I wish that that mattered. But I'm telling you, this is not a game about want or want to want not. I I I don't think there's a lot of teams on the Jets. A lot of guys on the Jets are just there. Um, well, there was one, but he's on IR now. Tremaine Johnson, <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. being being one of being a guy that's just it seems like he just is he's want to was gone um a lot of the guys on this team is they're trying their best they're just not being put in position in position to make the best plays or they just don't have the talent to fulfill what their what their roles are um so i don't think it's not a try or one to problem i think it's an execution and a talent problem um and coaching also coaching problem too so so i say you know so so for me um it's it is what it is uh, both teams are gonna give what they give. That's that's about it. That's why I said seventeen ten. <laughs> yeah, speaking okay. of that, uh let's get a quick quick uh 
Uh, quick take on Jamal Adams proclaiming that uh, Douglas and Gaze apologized to him and everything is good. He wants to stay with the Jets and he wants to do what his father couldn't do uh, in New York. Um, do you believe, do you believe, do y'all believe that uh, Gaze and Douglas apologized to uh, Adams? <laughs> uh, you know what? I believe that they spoke and I guess they apologized. I think it's just to get through the season. To say, listen, I'm sorry, whatever. I mean, they 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 shouldn't have to exactly. apologize to the guy, but I think yeah, it was just nothing to, to apologize for. No, not at all. I think it was just to get. Job. Yeah, I think it was just to get through the season. Listen, play your best, and hopefully we can still trade you at the end of the year. I think that's that's what it was about. I don't think it was. Nobody should have apologized. Yeah, it you shouldn't know? have been no apologize. No. It should have been oh okay, like yeah, I think you you know I think it was a misunderstanding. No, like you can't stop us. Like basically, what Joe Douglas asked for, they didn't. The Cowboys didn't want to give up. Right? No, like it's a Pro Bowl for Pro Bowl type of deal. Like, like you, like okay, but at the same time, you can't really sit there and be like, I'm, I'm mad. We, I, I get your frustration. You know, if you want, right? To, we're all frustrated. But if you want we're to all be on to... this team, you want to be on this team. But if it gives, but if it gives us like like three to five hella, hella good picks, or if it gives us a Pro Bowl and a pick, would, would you would you say no? Like, we can't say no to that because we need all the help and not, and not just one area. Right. No, not just one position. We needed an almost goddamn all, almost all the positions except for quarterback, you know? That's just my that's just my opinion, but I wouldn't apologize. But if no. you did, then then bless bless y'all. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have apologized. I and wouldn't I would, apologize either. There's nothing to apologize for. No, I would have said, listen, you're the one who said you want to play for Dallas, so we're just trying to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's, right, so it, no, it, it, it just it didn't is make no is. sense. No, yeah, that's why I thought, all right, whatever. They spoke. If they did speak, that's great. Whatever. If it, if they didn't, I really don't care at this point. If you're that, still a jet, you you can still right. change your mind in two years and go to another team. Listen, that that's what it, that's gonna happen. That's what it comes down to. That's at, definitely at the end happen. of it. He's gone when he becomes a free agent. He was gonna, he's gonna be gone, and I think they know that, and that's why I think they're gonna try to, or they will trade him this offseason as long as they get something close to what they've been what they think they yeah, should get. I mean, right, at least a one and a two, or a one and a play. You know, something like that. Um, I like that they X for one of the offensive linemen from Dallas because that's what they need. Which is the right thing to do. Right, absolutely. And I have no problem, man. If Listen, if better players are traded out there and they have been, then <laughs> yeah, Jamal Adams, not? as exactly. good as Jamal Adams is or thinks he is, exactly. he can be traded. I mean, the problem, me. the problem, I love Jamal Adams and I fell for, his, for the whole thing. Uh, I, I will admit that I fell for the whole thing. Uh, the fact that oh, I, I, I'm, I'm one of the Jets fans that, you know, like, like most Jets fans, we're starved, we're starved for um, elite talent here. And when an elite talented player comes, we, we kind of fall head over heels for them, especially when they're such a, uh, they project such a nice demeanor and uh, hard, work hard mentality. We kind of, I fell for it, you know, but, we, but sometimes you forget that people come in especially now now in sports where players come in trying to build a brand. You know, they, they're not really being true to themselves on who they are and they're just trying to sell you a, a, a personality or character, you know. 
to to kind of get what they want out of other area, especially somewhere in New York where you could practically make your name if you play the game right. You know, um, I think uh, uh, shout out to uh, Scott Mason on uh, Play Like the Play Like a Jet podcast that uh, that had a guy that actually was a PR guy in the NFL for a long time, and I think he was the PR guy for the for the Bucks for a while, and he basically kind of uh, spoke about the whole you know, um, the way players and agents kind of play the game of selling a character to a fan base, you know, and, and Jamal kind of put his foot in his mouth. He kind of uh, fell over um, the plan, whatever the plan was, when, when he went out and told his friend and ASPN guy, uh, what's his name on, uh, that was on Get Up, Clark. Ryan Clark, you know, that he might, he would want to go to Dallas. The fact that when the moment he did that kind of messed up his whole game plan, because then the Jets fans started seeing him for what he was. It's like, listen, if the situation is not working in his favor, he's going to bolt, you know, and a lot of, he, you know, the Jets fans have kind of soured on him. I have. Um, again, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think that he's a guy that's trying to play the, you know, the best options for himself. And he's not kind of, being truthful about who he is per se, he's just playing a character to get the best out of the situation. And I don't blame it, blame him for it. That's what you, that's what you do, you know, in, in life. If you want to get the best out of the situation, you kind of play the odds. And I think he kind of messed it up when he put his foot in his mouth. Uh, that said, like you guys, uh, what, like you guys just said, um, you know, um, especially for his position, like safety, um, there's guys in the NFL that are safety that we don't even talk about that are that are brilliant. Like the like uh, I'm I'm you know not to not to bring up the Bills because we don't like the Bills, but I I like Micah Hyde. He's one of my better my so better safeties. Yeah, one of the best better safeties in the league in the league. You know, uh, Carl Joseph for the Raiders. Guys that you don't even talk, you don't hear their names that much, and they're very good safeties. And they would be um, traded in a heartbeat if they got a good deal for them. Right. And and this is what I'm <laughs> and this is what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying right. to say is that there's more impactful um positions on a football team, especially the way football is being played now. You know, we need better corners. We need better left tackles and right tackles and center. You listen, know, so if listen. I could if I could get an an, uh, an above average center for and a pick for Jamal Adams, I'll trade him in a heartbeat. It goes without saying because this is what the team needs more than anything else. Listen, there's not many untradeable guys on a team. I mean, there's maybe every team, like maybe your, your franchise quarterback, obviously you're not going to trade. Right. After that, you have to mm. be an extremely, extremely special player not to be tradable after that. Like a, like a really, like a, like a, like a really good, like a pro bowl type left, left tackle. Right. Or, or, or an a pro bowl type team. center. Or, or an edge rusher, like, right? Like a like a Mac, right? Like even Mac and even, and even Mac, Mac got, traded, right? Even Mac <laughs> got traded, so that just shows. You, and Adams, there's no way he's in Mac's league, so no, right? Not not an impact in a game. No. no, 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 he's not. So, dude, he's just. I, I mean, even the fans got to realize everybody could be traded. Trust me, if if the phone and they, they said, oh, we'll give you two number ones for Jamal Adams. Okay, you got it. Let's go. 
Right, exactly. We love you. We love you, but, God, but goodbye. Mm -hmm. Right, we, we're in it. Mm -hmm. But you know what? If the team was like a playoff team, if we were seven and one, and someone mm. called and said we want Adams, there you go. Maybe you don't do that. Maybe you're like, nah, we're good. You know. Yeah. So. I mean, so, so speaking of uh, Adams, let's let's get to the uh, one more quick take on Luke Falk filing an uh, injury a grievance <laughs> on. <laughs> Injury grievance on uh, the Jets. Uh, Listen, I see that as a possible way for. Uh, <laughs> I think with one. Well, I, I to be honest, I, before we even talk about this, uh, we got to see how this plays out because the assembly thing came out, yep. and it looks like he's been trying to do this when he was back with the Raiders, <laughs> trying to get them to pay for a surgery that maybe he doesn't need or he doesn't want to play or whatever. There's there's been issues. So would fall. I'm not saying it's the same thing would fall. But let's wait till more of the information comes out and see what exactly ah. happens. You know, this and, is and this is and and this is the this is the this is why this is why one of the things I oh I love about doing this podcast is the fact that we don't really go into hot takes. We 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 don't do um, basically most for the most part. Even even if we're fans, we try our best not to be emotional about topics. We try to be truthful about whatever that's going on, and a lot of the a lot of the times when something comes out, I will basically tell you that I just don't have enough information to make a consideration about what's going on. And the I same thing when that whole assembly thing came out, I said straight up that it feels kind of weird, and I want more information. And the uh, same thing about Falk. Until this thing runs runs through, I'm not gonna comment on it. Neither against the team or against him. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened. Um, uh, there, there seemed to be some kind of trend of it going on. But again, like I said, nobody knows exactly what's going on. And and for people like Manish Meta to come out and kind of basically tag the team because of some some guy with a grievance. Wait, like you could report it as the yes, he did it. That was your job. Your job was just to report the fact that, the, that he brought the grievance against the team. Now, if after it came out, you found out that so-and-so forth was done, whatever, whatever, then fine. But the article never said anything like that. It never specifically said anything the team did wrong anyway. It just stated that he brought a grievance and he kind of pulled shit out of thin air, excuse my language, to kind of make, make the team look bad. And again, I'm not going to side with the organization or whatever, because again, I don't have enough information. I think, I think the hot takes because of how bad the season are needs to stop. There's enough of crap that we could talk <laughs> right. about that is negative to... about the Jets. You don't need to add to it. Right, we don't need to pile on. And listen, that thing was written by Manish, and we know, <laughs> we know where he's coming from. You know what I mean? This guy's always looking to pile on, on top of the team. That's, that's just he's the not he the does. only one, though. He's yeah. not the only one. Right. They all, they, 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 they feast on to me, he the seems negative like the, energy. I, out of all of them, he seems like the worst to me. Yeah. Demini seems true. somewhat... Sometimes. Right. Yeah, he, 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 will, he will definitely do his job sometimes straight up. And, then, and he's very good at it when he does it right. But there's times when he, he goes on this hot take rants or whatever that kind of Trying right. to get a click, like clickbait kind of crap. Where I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't read right. it. It's ridiculous. You, you got to know when to kind of like pass through these articles and kind of like, oh, this is interesting. You know, like some of the things he says I like. And 
lately, Samini, you know, like the, the, the article you posted, Davin, was really good that he, he it brought up a lot of good points. And so. Yeah, I only know. post, I only post nothing but the good, good stuff from him. Yeah. Other than I, that, I obviously be like, oh, okay, there's another, it's another day. All right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get it. They, they got a job. They, but you know what? It is what it is. So that, that's why, yeah. you know, it, something like that is kind of, we don't know the whole story with Falk and, uh, and mm. we may never know the whole story. So that's why, and you know what? We're never going to see this guy again. So again, right. like, yeah, exactly. Nothing um, to worry about. Yeah, let's 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 <laughs> let's move on with some some with a little NFL. Uh, Chargers Chargers owner uh, these uh, Spinos got mad um, when it was information that Los Angeles could possibly move to London. Got mad, <laughs> said no, that that's not happening. What, Emphatically, is, by the way. Job? Yes. Um, could y'all could y'all see a possible? Could y'all see it be a possible move in the future? If LA don't get the get the fan base that they <laughs> get the fans um, in the stadium, I'm going to say. Listen, the the problem with LA is I'm um, to to start the whole prop the thing with LA is that LA is is kind of weird to have a place to have a football team if it wasn't a football team that was there for the last fifty to a hundred years. If they had an LA Rams that never left LA then there would be a bigger L.A. fan base in L.A. But now you have all these transplants from everywhere in the whole United States living in L.A., and they bring their fandom over there. You know, you have people that were from Detroit, from New York, from, from Texas, from wherever living in L.A. So when they want to watch a football game, they go wearing their jersey of the fair favorite team. And most of the time, it's, it's not either the Rams or the Chargers. And it's always going to be like that. You know, it's going to be basically a football atmosphere without all the fandom for what, as much as it is for Giants or Jets here in New York. It's going to be more just kind of a run-of-the-mill fan going to watch football, you know, and and, and that's what it's going to be for them. And the move into London thing makes, there's so many things that just wouldn't work. Like there's so much logistical issues yeah, the with the moving, right? Yeah. With moving, moving a team across the Atlantic is it doesn't sound right to me. I don't know. And it would have how to be hell. It would have would to be a team. Work? It would have to be a team from the East Coast, I think, to play in London. It would have to be like Jacksonville. I mean, that's the one that's connected to London the most because of the owner owning a right. uh, football team over there, a soccer team over there too. And you right. know what, LA, there's no way, and I've said it before, there's no way. Two teams are going to last in L.A. No way. In the Chargers are definitely getting out of there at some point. There's no way they're going to they're going to be there for the long haul. L.A. has never proven that they could that they could support a team. You know, L.A. Yeah. is more of a college football town. You know, they got the, the Trojans, they got um, the Bruins. Yep. You know, they got UCLA, USC. They yep. got Cal yep. over there. They're more yep. of a college town. They don't care about pro football that much. They might be able to. Uh, support the Rams because they get the new stadium, so maybe that. And they them. have some history, like right. I said. Yeah, right. And the Chargers have ne- even San Diego never supported them. You know, they <laughs> they had problems there. So that's going to be a team that they're going to be uh, like a gypsy team. I think they're going to be moving around <laughs> after this soon. I don't know where they're going to end up. You know, wherever. Uh, you know, uh, someone on Facebook that I'm friends with, this guy named Gus, who's uh, from. Uh, uh, Europe actually 
Oh, I know and, who um, that is. Yeah, yeah Gus Gustoon. Very yes. cool guy. Great, great Jet fan. Yeah. Shout out to him. Um, he was saying that Germany, there's more fans in Germany, more NFL fans in Germany than there is in uh, England. So. Ooh. Uh, wow. They didn't didn't even know that. But I think that's, that's even crazy. further away for travel, I think. Yeah, that's you know? ridiculous. So we were talking yeah. about it, saying, I, I, I said, I don't know how they can make it work out. Maybe they could have longer, um, long road trips. Like if they play, you know, four straight road games here, they'll stay in the States. If they're playing in London, they'll play like three or four straight home games or three or four straight road games. I don't know. I, that's the only thing to me that's stopping a team from playing in London right now. Because they're yeah. dying to get it. They, they're playing there three, four times a year anyway. So they're, they're just dying. And they get, get the crowds. Yeah. They get, they get, the, they crowd, get the crowds. Man. Yeah. They get so, the crowds. And, and this is the thing. Um, um, L- London... Europe and sports is something that go together, uh, you know, as well as any of the food combinations that you like, whichever ones they are. Uh, um, they it, it just goes, man. Um, the way they love sports is like something that it's almost like it's something that's in their veins. You know, it's 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 more fanatical than you know what I would probably put it on the level of how the South loves college football. That's how much Europe loves Charm. sports. It's not yeah. even close. <laughs> it's not <laughs> their their um their love for soccer for football, their football, not our football. Yes. But their love for it's football. Ridiculous. Their passion is overwhelmingly yes. more than we have for any more than sport. anything. Yes. I, you could give me the biggest sports, the most Very passionate true. sports group here, whether it's football, and hockey, baseball, basketball. It's nowhere near what they got. Nowhere no. near. None. No. I, I, you I see, you see people, you see people cry here when teams lose here. No, they go to war over right. there and it's... end up getting injured and get get thrown in jail over fighting over that. It, over, right. Imagine, imagine to the level of, of 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 fandom, ridiculous stuff that goes on in those stadiums, and 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 even even to the whole negative part about the fact that for some reason. You know, if if you if they have a black player on their team, they won't say nothing to him. But if a black player from another team comes to play in their stadium, they have all kinds of names to call him and yeah, and throw banana pills at him or whatever. But all you but do, this is never this is neither here nor there. Right. All you gotta do is watch a, a game, a Premier League game, a Barclays Premier League game. Oh yeah. Soccer. Yeah. From over there, and you'll see they they're singing their fight songs throughout the game. <laughs> it's so it's crazy. Even better, you watch a Liverpool game when Ooh. before the game starts, they're singing um, you'll, you'll Never Walk Alone. Yes. The whole crowd is singing <laughs> this singing song. It. Yep, everybody. Right. If you want to YouTube that and you'll, you'll understand what I mean. And, uh, oh, you don't have to tell me, man. Right. I've been watching soccer from since I was a no, little I, kid. My, 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 I was <laughs> trying to make our audience kind of understand how, you know, but you're right. You're right. There's no comparison. Yeah. There's no, no kind of fandom in America that rivals. So yeah, so it would be great to get a team over there. In, yes, it'd be great to get a team over there. But I just I don't know the, the travel wise, I don't know. And they've tried the European League there two years ago, if you remember. Um, yes. So I don't know. That might work more than anything. I've always said Maybe. that if anything, there's enough. There, I think there's enough love in Europe for football that they might have a league over there might work more in my opinion anyway than trying to add the nfl to it and basically try to 
um, overcome the ridiculous logistics it would um, that that kind of adds on to the ones that already cause issues over here. You know, you adding players, teams across the Atlantic. It's a matter of getting the players to play there. I think to get a league. I don't know if they have enough players in Europe. You know what well, I mean. It, well, it will take time, and I think, and I think we spoke about it uh, a little bit about the whole teaching football <laughs> university thing in Florida, where they basically teach players football, uh, players from from Europe and stuff like that, teach them how to play football. It'll right. take time, but if you teach, you know, if you teach enough players and you get get them a league to compete in, I think you could kind of cultivate something, but it'll take a lot of time. Yeah, definitely. That's a long term. Yes. Before, we, before we get into our midseason, um, our midseason uh, MVP picks and all, all of that good stuff, uh, let's get into uh, player of the week for week nine. So um, go right ahead, Davin. You know who it is. You know, mm-hmm. shout out, uh, shout out, my boy. Oh gosh. Yeah, we, yeah, Russell, we know Wilson, your, know Russell your Wilson. Russell Wilson. Five touchdowns, man. Uh, He's he's only thrown one pick all season. I think no. He, I think he's thrown two now. If I'm if I'm clear if I'm if I I think I'm um uh this is this this guy's on a ridiculous a ridiculous run, man. Even his even if his defense is uh his defensive side the defensive side of of the team is not holding up. Um, they he's out of his mind, playing out of his mind over there. So shout out to Russell Wilson, man. Uh, definitely and and. I cannot say the best player without shouting out probably the best win last week. The Ravens, thank you very mm-hmm. much for shutting up everybody about how the great the Patriots defense is. Mm-hmm. Need, yeah, thank you so much for doing this job, man. Great. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> Definitely. That, was, that would have been my pick, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, just because of <clears throat> they proved that the Patriots have not really played anybody that good this year. So, and they finally, they went on the road, played against Baltimore. And uh, the Patriots usually do well against a running quarterback. At least that's what they were saying. And that didn't work <laughs> out too well. That, um, well, we, we spoke about this, man, in the offseason about the, this is not really an offensive, a, a running quarterback per se. Uh, the system they ran over there is, uh, something that you don't see in NFL on NFL teams. They do. They run the pistol more than anybody in the NFL. Their run game is like something out of space for the most part. Uh, they use their tight ends more than everybody in the league. So it's it's a different kind of offense. And when you go face them, you know you. It's almost like you 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 for for almost thirty one of the teams in the NFL. You have to do specific football things that probably you could anticipate by watching film for the last 15, 20 years. And when you go play the Ravens, Ravens and the 49ers, two teams in the league that you basically have to, uh, you know, go in with limited film because they, they become whatever. Every, every Sunday they do whatever. They, whatever they do, man, for them to beat you is something that you haven't seen before. Another guy too. Uh, what about the the quarterback from the uh, the Denver Broncos, Brandon Allen? First start. <laughs> I, I mean, already beat a team that's struggling, the Browns. But still, his first start. This Yeesh. goes back to what what we have as our backup when we had Falk, and he looked like totally lost. And 
these other teams are starting backup is, quarterbacks. Is this is this really an, is this really about him or uh, is that an, an indictment on the Browns and a very talented Browns? Oh defense? yeah. Oh. This is an indictment on them more that more than it, <clears throat> it is. Listen, I'm sorry, but um, oh yeah, no, that's I, happy. I'm happy for the kid and his performance, his first performance in the league. But when you tell me you have that kind of talent on defense and you cannot get into position or execute the defense the way the Browns have been playing, that's an indictment on them as players. That's an indictment on their coaching. That's an indictment on their front office. That's an indictment on everybody. You're talking about people want to kill the Jets and what they're doing. We don't have half the talent that the Browns have. For them to be playing the way they're playing is ridiculous. It, it's, it's, it's unfathomable to have two first-round pick corners, pass rushers, one of the better pass rushers in the league, one of the better linebacking cores in the league. Um, um, I know their offensive line is trash, but they have one probably one of the better off, um, wide receivers in the league. And you, what? Like, I don't understand what's going on over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. My my first choice. I'm gonna go a different route. I'll go with uh Christian Christian McCaffrey. Um. Three three touchdowns, two rushing, nice. one passing, uh, 146 rushing yards. And the second team, the second one I'm gonna go is Chargers defense for shutting down Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. That shockingly, I didn't expect. Yes. Play that play that well, but they shut down Rodgers even though they lost against Oakland. But yeah, I'll, I'll give them credit they, when credit is due. So yeah, shout out yeah, to they the play well defense. that defense. Yes. Yeah. Good shout out. So um, let's get into let's get into some mid season. Uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna basically start off with uh MV, MVP. We know, we know, Charmin is Russell Wilson. We're not gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you, Chris. Who's your, who's your, uh, your midseason MVP pick? Um, along with Wilson, I'm gonna give you two other names to that we could say. One, I, I think the more surprising guy's got to be Lamar, Lamar Jackson. He's yes, got to be up true. there, right? I mean, yep. Amazing that he's he's. He has to be well. in the conversation. Yes. Yes, definitely. And another guy. They usually don't give the MVP to a running back, but you mentioned him earlier, man. McCaffrey, he's having an unbelievable, and he's carrying that team, that little guy. Basically, carrying the team, man. Yeah. So, Run CMC. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and um, Miles is Miles is kind of Miles kind of a little difficult. I think I uh, I think I think I want to I want to go with Christian McCaffrey, but I also uh, the kid from Minnesota, Dalvin Cook. Uh, nine hundred, nine hundred rushing yards. <laughs> Change that team. When I, I heard agree. Minnesota, I thought I thought you were going to say someone else. <laughs> oh no, you no, oh, you won't. No, 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 really, no, 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 really, no, 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 Chris. No, 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 no. What did the what did the what did the percent? What was the what really? Did no, that, no, no, how no, would no, you no, think no. that Davin would anyway? We don't. We won't even mention his name. <laughs> Right, on, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I'll go. With I, I agree. I, no, you're right. I he agree is, with Davin. Great yes. season. He's having a great and, season. And and he's and he's changed that offense. Basically, basically, as 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 teams cannot can't can't uh, tee off on the two on the on the passing game anymore. They have to uh, load the box to try to stop him, and he he's still eating up eight and nine man boxes 
So almost a thousand yards already for the season, man. I definitely uh, concur here, man. Uh, and he's not a name that gets thrown around with MVP talk, but very he's definitely true. having uh, yeah, eight hundred ninety-four yards, though. nine touchdowns, uh, yeah. receiving uh, another three hundred thirty-eight yards. So he's having a really good season. Yeah, so yeah MVP, right and there. it's not for me. MVP means most valuable player, and he is the most valuable player on the on the on the on Minnesota. To me, that team would wouldn't be anywhere where they would be if it wasn't for him. If he's not right. there, he's probably a step below McCaffrey, but he's definitely up there. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So most. Uh. Let's go. Let's let's start with uh most most like I'm gonna say most disappointing player. Player. Oh, oh. man. Um, player for me. Why even start it, with teams? We gonna start with disappointing. For players. me. I don't know if I I want to. I don't know if I should go as far as disappointing player, but to me, Vaughn Miller in 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 Denver is very surprisingly quiet this season. You know, uh, I mean that whole defense has been quiet. I thought uh, with the former Bears uh, defensive coordinator going over there, I thought that defense would have been playing well. So I think. They're my disappointing, really disappointing unit uh, in the NFL right now. And Miller is a guy. I know Chubb is out uh, due to due to injury and and out for the season. But even before he was down, uh, it didn't seem like they they were in in it. I I don't know what was going on over there. I don't know what's going on uh, with them. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take two routes. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, my first one will be Baker Mayfield. Um, I get it. Very I mean, true. With the, with the with the coaching, with the new coaching and everything, but let's let's not act like Baker Mayfield did not pass a hell of a uh, you know, last, like last mid, like I'm gonna say the uh, final midway uh, of the season last year, and they had true potential of being a playoff team this year. Let's like, but we all, but we always, but we talked about this problem a long time ago. Well, way back before the season, that it might not work out. But I did not expect Baker Mayfield to play like how he's playing now. This Agreed. Really ridiculous because back then, um, I'm gonna say in the 30s in the podcast, uh, we actually talked about none of these quarterbacks that uh got drafted: Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, um, Baker Mayfield, and Darnold could potentially be a bust as well it, like it all it like it all depends but Baker Mayfield is very disappointing and I'm going to go with Jared, Jared Goff as well and um the reason why I say Jared Goff is because I know Todd Gurley is injured but the guy has not performed like how he performed last year but we we know but we know what the problem is but Jared Goff only 11 touchdown passes seven interceptions like it's it's really it's really not good for Jared Goff right now so I'm those are my two disappointing players so far great you know what and and add to it I, I would I would say Mayfield too because you know we say new coach but it is the same offense that he had last year very true. Right. So right. Except for they got a, a yep. they got a top. They supposed to have a top three or top five wide receiver in Beckham. Absolutely, yep. arguably so one of the been. best receivers in the league. Maybe the best Actually. receiver in the league. So he should have been better, and he's gone and, back. And 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 to 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 even prop up what you what you guys are saying even more. Uh, let let's 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 ask ourselves a a, a question. Um, if you have one of the better wide receivers in the league. 
uh, wouldn't you target him more than anybody else on the field? Like right. everybody else? Like, mm -hmm. like uh, let's say DeAndre Hopkins is one of the more targeted wide receivers in his offense in the NFL. He gets more targets than anybody in the NFL. Why? Because he's one of the better wide receivers. Right. Uh, Julio Jones gets targeted more than anybody else in, on his team. Why? Because he's one of the better. You know what's weird about the Browns' offense? Beckham is not being targeted more. <laughs> right. It doesn't make sense. How? Why? And, and explain to me why. Um, um, explain to me on why on, on, on a fourth down and 13, you're looking to throw the ball first to your running back or your wide receiver running an intermediate when your A1 wide receiver is man on man without a safety over top on a corner. Why is not he the first? Think why about he this, was guys. The first read? Think about this. In eight games, right, he's played this year, mm -hmm. he's got only 39 catches and one touchdown. Mm. That's ridiculous. Yes. That is totally, totally ridiculous. And that's, I, yeah. I, that's why I think that Mayfield, without a doubt, and Odell Beckham, and not that it's his fault, like we're saying, but still, I mean, that's a total disappointment. So he would, yeah. he would definitely be one of mine. I, and another Agreed. one, another couple of quarterbacks, too, I, I'm thinking about, too, is Trubisky. Not that I ever thought he was that good, but he should be better <laughs> for the Bears. I mean, this is – he looks absolutely – Horrible. Not even decent. He looks hard. At least last year he looked passable. But now he's just awful. And another one yeah. that's kind of taken a huge step back too is the um Matt Ryan from the Falcons. Yeah, well well for I me. I mean they, I, they got I, uh, yeah, but still they got they still got talent on that team. Their offensive line is they're, not that they're great, the, they're the master at garbage time yards. So whatever in my mind, when they need the yards, they never get it. But when they're behind, oh, yeah, man. They're oh, throwing man. the ball all over the place. That's right, the man. weirdest offense I've ever seen in my but life. They're one in seven, so that's what, yeah. you know, like, forget about yeah. the garbage. So. Yeah, that's, why, that's why Matt Ryan is done for the season. <laughs> yeah. Just because of that. And shoot, they just need to rebuild all the way. Um, so, so, uh, so most, so most surprising player. Oh, wow. Um, my most surprising. I don't. I. I mean, I don't want to. I don't have a surprising player per se. A lot of the guys that I thought would be good were good. The the it's just a unit in my mind. One unit when it comes to as the as the defensive line for the 49ers. I mean, I don't. I I hadn't heard anybody. They did it. I listen to. I listen. I know that. But <laughs> that's I'm just a big, saying. That's a big even, plus. I understand that. But even the the most you know stats driven, most film watching guys, I don't think I heard anybody say that they would be this disruptive. I nobody said that they were going to be that good. People said they were going to be good, but they're basically sucking the life out of any offense they face. You know, and, 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 and yes, I know they, they're, you know, they, you know, whatever's going on in the, in, in the DB section too is good. But the fact that they're constantly in the backfield and constantly stopping the run and, and sacking quarterbacks day in and um, su every Sunday to Sunday or Sunday to Monday, whatever, is, is something that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. I thought, they thought they were going to be competitive, but not earth shattering 
competitiveness like 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 we're seeing now my i i would say my biggest surprise player not that i thought he was going to do bad but i think lamar jackson leading the the ravens man six and two they look really good he's like we were just saying he's definitely going to be in the the conversation for uh mvp so he's he's definitely one guy that i was not expecting this so and yeah I, I remember in my evaluation of that of that team, I said that the fact that they added the speed that they added on 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 the edges with those wide receivers and on the running backs and the experience of uh, uh, Ingram would definitely be a big plus for them. Uh, yeah, so I remember when we I remember when we were doing our breakdowns in the draft, talking about the way they went about adding talent to that offense the, and the weird. Crap, that weird offense that I remember talking about the the way they they run the ball and stuff like that that it would give him a chance. I did not think I I I'm not gonna come out and say that oh I thought it was gonna be that good, but I thought it would take a lot of teams out of you know uh take a lot of teams would have taken be taken by surprise and how good that offense would end up being. And it's more I think the the tight end that's really stepped up is uh, Mark yeah. Jackson. He, I'm Mark uh, Andrews. I'm sorry. Andrews. Yeah. Right. He's the guy to me that's that's made a difference on that offense more than receivers. You know. Yeah, but that but that and, and they're the running the ball very well too. That offense Obviously. is tailored that way though. This right. is the thing. It's like it's like the way they run the ball and the way they 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 the you know their concepts is basically to to get the wide, the middle of the field wide open or get get their tight ends on one on ones on on linebackers. You know, especially linebackers that are, try, are looking to stop the run in the first place because they were such a heavily running team. They run the ball so much. That as a linebacker, you were trying to read and and you get sucked in. And then at the last second, tie, a tight end gets leaked in behind you. And not only is a tight end, but he runs like a, a, a wide receiver. He's fast enough and, more, and athletic enough to make catches. So it's like, you know, it's like you're – you damned if you do or you damned if you don't when it comes to that offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he does spread the ball around, so. Yeah, he did. He does. Yeah, you're right. And that's that's a good thing, you know. Like there's not one target that's sticking out, but. Yeah, no. Nah, Andrews gets and Andrews gets a lot of targets, man. He does. I mean, he's got. Yeah. I think he's got thirty something catches so far. So yeah, he's definitely yeah. having a big year. But yeah, other than he, that, there everybody else is like twenty something and in the teens. So. Week in, week you know, in, week out, yeah. as a fantasy guy. Tight end is one of those guys that you should always look into, especially when they're playing teams with weak linebacking cores and weak safety safeties. Uh, definitely look at look at. Yeah, Andrews. he's in. He's definitely in the after the top guys. He's definitely right there. Yes. Uh, I think I think to me is I think my 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 three choices. The first one is uh my offensive rookie of the year, uh, Josh Jacobs. Um, eight hundred, mm-hmm. eight hundred rushing nice. yards. Like he, like Josh yeah. Jake, they putting a load on this rookie, and this rookie is is showing up. Um, yep. so I'm I'm definitely shouting out Josh Jacobs. Um, I'm gonna not Russell Wilson, but I'm gonna <laughs> go with Chris Carson from the uh, Seahawks. He he got seven hundred sixty four rushing yards. So it, it's why? <laughs> because like it's like if you really realize is that. They had a difficult time with they with they rushing, especially like not not like they like, yes they did they rushing, but I'm I'm surprised I didn't expect like him to basically Carson be to be that good. Yeah. Basically okay. 
Like, yeah, so I have to be with him. But also, my last pick is uh, the, the wide receiver, the kid, number five, uh, Chris Godwin. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So that and very you know, talented player. Yes, very talented. So I, those are my three choices. But I think my surprise team will also be the Oakland Raiders because because it was very confusing. And yes, we laughed at them, but look at them now. They five yeah. and four. So uh, they have a shot at being at the playoffs. So I I'm gonna say my surprising team will be the Oakland Raiders. So very I, very true. Very true. Yes. So, my, so, and so, and I said my yeah definitely. So um uh disappointing team. Let's 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 get let's get to a disappointing team. <laughs> There's a couple that stand out. I mean obviously yes, they do. other other than Cleveland. Other than Cleveland other than Cleveland, yeah. I said I, I said go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Uh, I was gonna say the Bears. I think that's a pretty big one. I mean very, very true. They were you know, they were a missed field goal away from playing for the uh NFC championship against the Saints. Um so that's definitely one for me. Um they're my biggest disappointment, I would say, other than the, obviously the Browns. The biggest surprise team, uh, the other way, got Buffalo going six and two. I think that's huh. pretty. Yeah, we good. forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah we good, didn't good talk about out. them. So I mean, yeah, our enemies, but yeah, yeah. we, we no, can shout them out. Man, six and two yeah. is it's pretty pretty good. <laughs> yes, mine's will be the Chargers per se. Yeah. The reason why is because the Chargers was right. division winners last year, and and, yes. and because of Derwin James being out, like you telling me this team cannot find ways of still winning games. Like yes, they and have, how bad they, they have, look. Yes, they really look I, bad on offense, especially yeah, horribly. Philip yeah. Rivers looked horrible against the Raiders on Thursday night. Let's let's yes. not talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> and it was the yeah. same. And it was the same guy. Uh, what's his name? Eric Harris. Uh, for the Raiders, that that intercepted them three times. It could have intercepted them three times, but one of them and, was called back. Right, and and then and then the for me, like everybody, they're trying to make excuses for him and say, oh, he's trying to anticipate and 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 stuff like that. And it just seemed like he and his wide receiver weren't on the same page that night more than anything else. And, um, and if you look at their games, they're all close. The games that they lose, they lose by either a field goal or less than a touchdown. They so have the like, talent. This yeah, is one so of those there. You cannot – Yeah. Th- right. And the thing about that team is that it's one of the more talented teams in the league. Like, name mm-hmm. a position, and they have probably one of the better players on that Easily, position. Yeah. So, 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 you know, so, yeah, they're always going to be in games. But when they struggle to do things and they're not executing the way they're supposed to and their quarterback is struggling – uh, for one game or their running game don't play pan out in one game or their offensive line don't block and give up a bunch of sacks mm-hmm. to especially to the Raiders that hadn't had multi multiple sack games like they did that that game that was very surprising you know so um so yeah I, I think I will join in that chorus and 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 kind of say uh, the Chargers are kind of a disappointing team to me yeah. the Chargers and the Bears definitely yeah yeah, especially Chicago. Lord Jesus, I don't know. I, I, I was expecting it kind of bust the screen, you know, jinxing, jinxing team. So, you know, <laughs> like that's just my opinion. Like I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say it like that. I'll, I'll leave it like that. Um, let's let's go into some. Uh, let's go into our predictions for Week Ten. Yes. Uh, Lions against the Bears. Uh, with the Lions, Matt Stafford, and Matt yeah, Stafford is out. So we, out. yeah, I'll go with the Bears. Who is that backup anyway? Driscoll. Driscoll. 
Jeff Driscoll, exactly. Okay. Whoever that is. Uh, so I guess we're going to take the Bears. Uh, fantasy, uh, fantasy, uh, I mean, two Chicago too. defense with this game. They go, they yeah, go, you go would think on so. Them. Yeah, I, may, maybe not, but I, I think Chicago deep. Like, the my, <laughs> the problem with Chicago to me is that they defense is, is still good. It's, uh, it's, it's Trubisky in that offense. Horrible. Yes. But and we've also seen a lot of backup quarterbacks this year play very games. well. Other exactly. than other than the Jets, but yeah. <laughs> everybody else is having no problem with their backup quarterbacks. So um, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if Detroit wins this game. That's why. But I should not have the win. team. They have the team around them. Yeah, especially offensively, they have the wide receivers. They have the offensive line. But Chicago's got the tight end at home. They have yeah. to. Right? Yep. Very true. Uh, yeah, Ravens. Yeah, Ravens against the Bengals, man. Ravens. You know what? Just getting back to the, the Lion Bear game, they're both at a point where if they don't win this game, either team, they're probably done. They're probably not going to win the. Uh, they're probably not going to get to the playoffs. Very so true. So that's why I think Very this true. is such a big game for both teams, and I think that's why Chicago more than Detroit's going to win that game. But yeah, Baltimore against Cincinnati is easy. Yeah, um, Bengals just need to lose every game and get the quarterback from LSU, Joe Joe Barrow. Mm -hmm. That's just because of the way how he performed against uh, Alabama last night. And it's very tough to beat Alabama in Alabama with that with that defense. Um, so yeah, I think the Bengals just need to lose all the games. So yeah, I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, Bills Bills against the Browns. <laughs> Got to be the Bills, like we said before. Uh, um, they've been playing so well. Uh, not most like not on offense because their quarterback is still a, um, is still a, a work in progress. Um, but um, for, but on defense, they've been one of the better teams in the league. The one thing that surprised me about how good they've played. Yes, they didn't allow a touchdown for the first time this season last weekend, but they they're not that good at taking the ball away and. The moment they start doing that, they're going to be a very scary team. Uh, the more chances you give that offense, uh, they will get better like any offense would. So I, I'd go over the Bills. Uh, you know what? Every week I think, man, Cleveland's going to win the game. They're going to pull it out. <laughs> Finally. They got to get on. You would think they got to get on some kind of a roll, and it never happens. But I, I, I'm going to uh, – I think I'm going to go with Cleveland again this week. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, they gotta bust out, man. They have to. Right? Good luck, buddy. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, but that's soon. I mean, Baker I don't know. Mayfield, I still see him struggling against the tough defense. I, I gotta go with, I gotta go with Buffalo, and I hate to uh, pick them, but I gotta go with Buffalo. Oh yeah, yeah. pick Lamar Jackson against against the <laughs> the Bengals too. <laughs> fantasy fantasy owners, pick Lamar yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Very true. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs against the uh, Titans. Your, my homie, your homie, everybody's <laughs> homie is coming. My he's homie. coming back. Yeah, you know he's he'll be back. So yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. Uh, and then they they played their better their their best uh their best uh defensive game last week. Yes, the Chiefs did. So you know, watch out if they start playing defense. Uh oh. Yeah. Um. That's going to be a very tough game. For some reason, Tannehill is actually playing okay. Very true. Shockingly, shockingly. Um, I think it'll be a tough game. But I, yeah, Mahomes should come back to win. He's going to be rusty in the first quarter, but he'll get it together by second quarter. I'm gonna yeah. Go. 
I'm with you guys, Kansas City. Oh, Tough I, game I don't against think we need to talk about this, but I, I, I'll still say it. Falcons against the Saints. Saints. Mm-hmm. Saints. I have nothing uh, to say again after that. Falcons are done. Drew Brees are done. Drew Brees is back to his, to his normal way. So, yeah, we're we going to choose the Saints. That's the Saints. Um, yeah, uh, Cardinals against the Buccaneers. This is going to be a tough game, but I, I'm I'm leaning towards Tampa Bay. They, they've been playing pretty good. You know, they might have been losing tough games, but they're always scoring Mike points. Mike Evans and Godwin is actually a yeah. hell of a duo for the Buccaneers, so it's not like they don't have – the kind of talent. I don't know what's going. I think it's. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game, but I'll, I'll definitely go with Tampa to pull it out. I think. I think it's I one of those things where their quarterback is in their way. I think that team, if their quarterback was was more, didn't turn the ball over as much as he did, and he was more of a. Um, he has been know, playing better a, this year. I think he's had his better. You know, he's still got twelve interceptions, I, but. This is my problem. The, this the, is better the than what he's been. When, <laughs> the the thing about it is not. Yes, he's performing yards-wise. He's performing better, but his his decision making is killing the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're when they're on a on a on a good drive where they're supposed they, you know they're supposed to score, he throws an interception. He basically kind of handicaps the team with his decision making. So um, it's still a problem where he needs to fix. You know, he's still the problem holding back the team in my my uh, perspective. Oh, absolutely. And the fact and the fact that they don't have that much talent on defense. It's kind of uh, a kind of a good a recipe for disaster. So uh, I still think uh, the offense, uh, um, card, the Cardinals, uh, um, that offense, uh, the league hasn't really figured it out yet. Uh, it's mostly a co- it has so much uh, college um, schematics in it. Um, um, the new coach over there in Arizona is doing a lot of things. They're doing a uh, still taking teams by surprise. They're scoring a lot of yeah. points. <laughs> They are man. A lot of a lot of people not ready for some of this stuff that they, he's putting out on the field. So um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game uh, because that uh, Arizona defense is putrid. <laughs> so uh, uh, I would say the Bucks will will win by a hair, but it's going to be a high-scoring game. That's, I mean, I'm gonna go with Arizona. I mean, they they not too bad. Could could be worse, but they Kyle Kyle Murphy and them is not too bad. I like I nope. I think I think I'm kind of entertained by by the by the way how Kyle Murphy and the guys on offense is playing. Agreed. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Arizona by 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 hair string. Um, we gonna go with the Dolphins uh, the Dolphins against the Colts. Gotta go Colts, right? I mean, at home. Uh, Brissett is out. Yes. And and the and the is he? Uh, the backup. Is he? Is he? You said it week a week to week, right? Yeah. But they have a decent backup, not a great backup. They don't have a decent back Brian Hoyer. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he, yeah, but he's a veteran, he's been around a while. Uh he's, he shouldn't uh And T Y Hilton. T Y Hilton is out also. Uh, uh, that means they're gonna run the ball a lot, probably. Mal Malin yeah. Mack. Yeah. Fantasy owners Malin Mack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He should get the he should get the ball a lot today. Yes. Uh, that's that's a tough pick for me. Oh my god! I I still look cold. Yeah, you know a what? Team. You know what? Yeah, you know what? Because Pittsburgh does have a better defense than the Dolphins, and uh, making Fitzpatrick uh, had another interception, long one last week. But uh, this, this is tough. That's why they got a first round pick for that guy. That guy's uh, good, man. <laughs> yes, he's very good. Uh, that's a tough choice. Oh my god. I'm, I'm going to go with the Colts, but... Uh, Come on, it's the Dolphins, the Dolphins, guys. 
I won't be surprised <laughs> if the Dolphins win, but I'm going to Don't go by last week with the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Oh, but, yeah, I'm, yeah that the, Colts, the Colts again. are a better team, but... Yes. The Dolphins ain't winning another game, so... Uh, uh, man. All right. They're done. Uh, next, this is actually a good game. Uh, the Panthers against the Packers. Yeah, that's very be a good, good game. One. the 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 problem The problem here is the Cardinals have struggled against the pass. They've they've given up league highs in 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 passing yards. Uh, so uh, going up against probably one of the better quarterbacks that we've seen. Uh, that that's not a recipe that uh, you would like to mix up. So I would say that I'll pick the Packers on this. Hmm. Uh. uh. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough choice. Yeah, it is no, tough. It's Christian McCaffrey against Aaron Rodgers right, right now. That's what it comes down to. And it? and you know, with Christian McCaffrey, MVP candidate, and the Packers is 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 destined for at least I'm going to say a second seed in the NFC right now. Uh, maybe, but I mean, it's going to be tough with the 49ers and the uh, Saints. <laughs> Um, but I'm I'm going to say the Packers is going to win. But it's going to be a very very close game. Both teams is, is is this could be a play this could be a first round playoff matchup. This could be a preview. <clears throat> I'm gonna take Carolina, and you know why? Because I think Kyle Allen's got a lot more confidence coming into this game, more than he's had, because you know Cam Newton's not coming back this year now, and probably not coming back after this year either. So he knows he's the He'll guy. Get signed there. to another team, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that, but he's not coming back to this team. I think he's done in Carolina. <laughs> So, <laughs> I agree. I agree. So I think, I so I think this guy is, you know, they're putting all their chips in with this guy, and I think he's, he's going to go in there with a lot of confidence, and that that's going to go a long way. So I'm going to game at Lambeau yeah. Field. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Carolina with a, I don't say an upset, but I, I, I think they're going to win. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rams against the Steelers. This is this this the the Steelers defense has been playing. The yeah. Steelers defense has been playing better than a lot of people think. Um, I was going through their numbers, looking at uh, their numbers against tight ends, and they 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 only given up four touchdowns, and only because they played two of the better tight ends in the league that had two touchdowns on them each. Uh, um, yeah, but but they were still they rank like really high. Uh, on, on a lot of fronts on defense, they they uh, they sack the quarterback, they create pressures, and they they I mean they don't give up as many yards through the air than than you think. It's kind of middle of the road. So um, for me, in this game, the my only issue is what the Steelers are going to do on offense. I I don't I don't know I don't know if I have faith in the formula that they you know. That they're uh, that they have right now. Rudolph's so, been playing um, good, actually. Yeah, I Not mean, great but good, you know, keeping it right. Be- right, because because the formula is kind of like all oh, dink and dunk you to death kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I uh, um, and Connor is out for Pittsburgh. Is, yes, no running back. I was about to say, yeah, the fact that they don't have their starting running back, and they, I mean, they still have one of the better offensive lines in the league, but still. Um, I don't know, man. This is this is a tough one for me. This is one of this is the ones one of the tough ones. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, I said uh, Pittsburgh plays by defense. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 
it's one of those, man, for me. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, Rams. There I'll go, go Rams. Yeah, Rams. Uh, I'm gonna flip the coin and say Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'll I think I'll go with uh with Chris on this one. I don't know Jerry Jerry Golf and offense. I don't know it it, it and Fitzpatrick uh <laughs> Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh man, that that guy that guy's if he 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 I think he's a tie for number two actually in the league in interceptions. Hey, like I said Guys earlier, falling. man, second half of the year, man, all these games start becoming huge, especially for the teams that are five hundred or below five hundred. These are the games that, all right, if we lose this game, you know, this might knock us out of the playoffs. Not that it will for Pittsburgh. They're at four and four. So they're right in the middle. You know, they're right in the middle of the pack. Right, without their quarterback, too. Mm-hmm. So got to give them a lot of credit, man. They're hanging in. Yeah. Give yeah. Tomlin a I'll lot of credit. Give, yeah, done. definitely. Definitely give a lot of credit. Uh, so do, of course, the Sunday night game, the Vikings against the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota. Dallas. Uh, you know, I know they, they won last week against the Giants, but they didn't look impressive at all against the Giants. I thought they, they should have won much bigger than that. Um, they've lost to the Jets, <laughs> if we remember. I don't know how in the world they lost to us. But um, I don't know. That, that's a team that – not a disappointing team, but they just – They're not playing up to – Yeah, they're not playing up to the to standards. And Minnesota, yes. man, they, they're playing very well. And, you know, give our boy uh, Kirk Cousins a – you know, he's yeah, been playing really good, really good <laughs> year this year. But uh, I, I'm I'm going to take Minnesota in that game. Yeah, I I, I want to the the thing the thing with this team for me is the consistency and and Dallas has not been consistent at anything they're doing. That's that's why that's where I end with the, with Dallas. I think the reason why people are watching them the way they are, the reason why Chris has just said what he said about them is that you could tell if you look at the team and you think about the makeup of the team, they should be a better team. They should execute better on offense. They should play better defense. They're way too predictable on defense and their offense is uh, so-so at this point. You know, they're supposed to be better. I mean, it's not so-so. It's like middle of the road and it should be better. You have one of, you have the best unit offensive line in the league and you're not taking advantage of it you know they your quarterback is up and down and um against against good teams he can't seem to um bring the numbers that he he has against really bad teams so what does that say uh, about the, his quarter uh, the, about the quarterback and then the team on the whole for me uh the vikings are a more consistent team across the board they are what they are they run the ball when they do you use that formula. It's very hard to stop them. You can't stop them on stopping the running the ball. Then they have two of the better uh, wide receivers. Even I think Thielen is out, uh, but I don't. I can't see any corner that could stay with uh, with that other kid. Uh, the um, what's his name? Vikings uh, wide receiver. Um, Diggs. Diggs. You know, mm-hmm. I, he's 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 a first rate route runner and very fast and good hands. So. Um, they still they still have one of the better tight ends in the league, so I think Minnesota. I pick Minnesota on that one. Uh man, it's gonna be this. Uh, this is a must-win situation for the Cowboys, and I hate to say that, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a must-win situation for the Cowboys, and they know it. They got the Eagles riding their coattail, and then 
if anybody if anybody know the last two years, the Eagles find some way to we can come back or find some way to win the division hmm. or or be in the playoffs. So um I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Cowboys on this one. It's a must win situation for them. And that and yes they five and three, but at the same time when when you have when you have a team like that that still has that potential and, you know, and it shows in the playoffs that that they can still – they still a threat to y'all. You know, that y'all need to get it together. I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one. They're probably the least impressive 5-3 team in the league right now. There you go. There you go. You, you, said, it, you, said, it the, you said it the best way you can. I, right. I, beat a, I, made a, I made a bunch of statements, and then you kind of said the – Use the few the fewest words to say exactly <laughs> what I wanted to say. <laughs> but but what but Davin is also correct too is that they had the potential to be so much better, and yep, they're just not. So yeah, this is so, one of those games, put up or shut up type of games, yeah, you know. No, I think I think they're going. I think they'll they'll put up. We'll see what Kirk Cousins is is just really mm-hmm. about. Um, uh, and the game game of the week actually Monday night is the yep. Hawks versus the Forty ers Woo! Yeah, I can't wait to see this game. This one should be a good one. I think Seattle has no Seattle yeah. has no defense. Seattle when Seattle's defense shows up, then uh, I'll wake up. Uh, I can't. I don't know what's going on over there. I mean, I know they 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 we we spoke about that before the season started. The fact that they never really replaced Clark as a that that their pass rusher, so they really don't have a pass rush per se. Uh, they pass rush by uh, committee, I guess. And it, it's not, it's not as good as what Clark gave them. Um, and the secondary, they're suffering. Uh, they're getting beat left and right. Everybody's throwing a bunch of yards against them. Where they, where they cause issues for people is on offense. Uh, they still run the ball really well with Carson, like uh, like Davin said earlier. And they have one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Uh, don't kill me, Davin. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, so. It, the the question is here, you know, uh, going up against that crazy uh, uh, 49ers defense that, you know, that seemed to like take the air out of the ball or take the air out of, the, of any offense they've faced this season, uh, just like the Patriots had to face the Ravens last week, is the 49ers going to withstand what the what Seattle's going to bring against them? This is the question here, you know, and and for me. Uh man, uh, I can't go against my boy, man. Seattle, uh, Seattle, twenty-seven, forty-nine is twenty. Yeah, I, I like Seattle too. Um, I, I know San Fran is undefeated. You know they they play great, but when you look at their schedule, not the toughest schedule so far. There you go. Okay, who, who have they beaten? They That's beat a good question. Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Cleveland, the Rams, Washington. Was, Carolina was their big win at home. Give them that. But they had a tough time last week against Arizona. But look at their, the rest of their schedule, okay? After the Seattle game, they play Arizona again at home. Then they play Green Bay at home. Then, here we go, at Baltimore, at New Orleans. <laughs> then a crappy home game against Atlanta. And then a home game against the Rams, which might be tough. And then final game is in Seattle. 
and that's never easy. What's so, the guys? What's the guys? Probably will rest. So we will see these last eight games where they are. For yeah, sure, for, we'll see what they are. In, I, in, I will tell you one thing, Davin. That that whole resting thing is not gonna be for the for the NFC because because I predict coming down to the wire, a lot of teams are still gonna be playing for position. Yeah, uh, because because a lot of what happened with the with a lot of those uh, teams, what they've been playing is that the just like the Cowboys, the Cowboys' schedule is going to become remarkably harder in the next couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of NFC teams that have had the luxury of playing some weak teams in the in the first half of the season, they're going to start seeing major competition at the at the at the bottom of their of the of the, of the Listen, end of the unless, season. Listen, unless San Fran so, has home field locked up. They're going to be playing that last game. Yeah, that's what I'm they saying. Do, like they a don't lot want to of go. Teams. They don't want to play in New Orleans. No, uh, a playoff Nobody game. Wants to play. No, Nobody so wants to they play want that game there. at home. Exactly. You know, so we'll have to see what you know. They they might have home field wrapped up by then. If they do, then yep. yeah, they'll they'll rest their guys. But we'll see when it comes to that. I don't know if they're going to have it wrapped up by then. There's there's, there's going to be a lot. The the NFC is going to be in a. It's going to be. It's going to be where we're going to be watching football. We're going to be watching a lot of the better games, uh, and those NFC teams trying to make make up ground or trying to um, um, keep ground uh, in, just, in in their playoff runs. Real quick, let's just see what the Saints' schedule is the rest of the way. Okay, they might be easier. They got Atlanta this week, right? And then they got at Tampa Bay, yeah. home against Carolina. At Atlanta. Okay, that's one tough. Right. Man. At Atlanta, another crappy game. They got San Fran at home. That's going to uh-huh. be a huge, huge that's game. Two. That's two huge games in home the next against, three or four weeks. Home against the Colts. That's, uh, that's, that could be tr- right. a little something. At Tennessee. Nah. Could be tricky, too. Late, Especially late in the year, weather starts becoming an issue. And then their final game is at Carolina. Yeah, they so don't have a. It doesn't seem like a tough schedule to me. <laughs> no, so that I'm. I'm just saying that that it's going to be a great second against, half for the NFC. Kind of, yeah, but kind kind of comes against what what I said. I I think that that schedule over. They, I mean, other than the fact that they're playing Carolina, uh, this is easier and, than and than the Rams. Friends. You said they played the Rams. Yeah, they have an easier schedule. Yes. Uh, It'll no, be interesting yeah. down the stretch. Let me. What do you like? Uh. 40, I think I like the 49ers. Um, one one thing we we didn't like really talk about. I know I know Arizona's defense is is tricky and not that great, but Garoppolo actually was the reason why the 49ers actually <laughs> won that game. So uh, if Garoppolo shows up against the Seattle team. I'm going to pick the 49ers. Uh, the defense wasn't 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 as sharp and great as it was um, the whole season against against the Arizona team. So if they have a tough time. Seattle will win if the defense have a tough time. But if Garoppolo plays the way how he plays um, against Arizona, then I'm I'm going to go with the 49ers. But I, but my pick is the 49ers to win. They'll stay yeah. undefeated. Shock shockingly, should be a good one either way. For sure. Right, right. It'll it'll be a good one. But uh, shout out. That's it for the episode. Um, make sure you follow again. Follow us Twitter, Jets Fans Podcast, Instagram at Jets um, NY Jets Fans Podcast. But until next week, taking flight. We out of here. Take flight. Take flight. <laughs>